Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Post Analog Podcast for Generation X. The Post Analog Podcast with Charles and Erica. And today we're going to be talking about gender roles. Which, in 2022, I would have thought by now, we would have had uh, a better established um, egalitarian Mm -hmm. version of gender roles. But apparently not. I would have thought by like, when we met, by then things were improving. And we met in 2010-ish at KBCM, which is a community college. But... From the time we met, did you think gender roles were always going to improve and equate into like a meritocracy? I thought it was going, it should have been done years ago. Even when I look back in the 80s and 90s, you're thinking, okay, when is this going to change or get better? You would think, but it it didn't. It just stayed in this little, I'll call it comfort zone for people because they don't want the waters going in waves and tidal waves and people actually being upset about being in this type of position where you're trying to say, you know, I can do this, not because I'm a woman or a man, I'm a person, human being. That's me. Right. Right? I think it's so hammered in me that race will not be adjusted because there's always something visual that you will react to differently until you understand like classic example if you're chinese american or no no even if you're chinese from china and then you see someone from the middle east and they're eating camel it might be unusual to you until you get befriend someone then you go yes and then the someone from the middle east could go well motherfucker you have pangolin big macs and reptile sub sandwiches you know, but in, when you come into an understanding, it, it, everything would equate. But for for some reason, I thought gender roles would have been equal by now. No. I, I really did, man. Big mistake. Well, I, Giant mistake on my end. Well, let me ask you a question. So how did you think it was going to be equal by this time? Or what gave you that idea that maybe by 2022, we would have a little bit more... Um, women recognized as far as any role or any responsibility or even pay. Sure. Let's just say pay because pay is, you know. Great, great ask, Erica. When the advent of YouTube started and podcasting started, I thought, oh, we're going to understand each other because hmm. everyone's putting out content now. You know, uh, Samoans, Filipinos, they don't wear shoes. Apparently a Guatemalan German doesn't wear shoes either in their home. No, we don't. So we find commonality Mm -hmm. because we're talking, we're exposing. I thought with podcasting being a free medium, oh, everyone's going to expose everyone now. But not everyone listens to those channels. Sure, but at least maybe there might be a spread. Someone who listens goes, hey, you know, I listen to this. I, I, I know you don't listen to podcasts, but check this out. Or in the consumption of food, like... You know, in the 80s and 90s, my impression was what was foreign was Chinese food and Mexican food. And that Italian food was somewhat more um, accepted. Because for some reason, Italians or Europeans looked more Caucasian. So it's like, okay, it's more accepted. 
But I, I just thought, what a big blunder on my end. I thought, oh, women are going to get to speak now. You know, but apparently a big wrong on my end. Well, I think that when you look at podcasts and you look at YouTube and you are talking about um, exposing and bringing people new information, that may, maybe they're not around certain groups of people. They don't have that access to going outside of their neighborhoods. But if you look at, I always think about the communities here. If you look at certain communities, how many people really go outside of them? I mean, sure. do, do people ever, in let's say in the South, or in the Midwest, a lot of people that do move out, let's say the ones that go to college, maybe they have a higher exposure, but you still go back to that smaller town and they may not be looking into listening to anything like that to open their eyes. But women, however, have always experienced, just like our people of color, they've always experienced that underlying um, theme of just being suppressed, the way I look at it. Our sure. wages are suppressed. We're looked at differently. Look at what's happening with the abortion uh, laws all over the different states right now. They constantly are trying to put women in a category, as well as men being this supposedly these masculine men, whatever the hell that means. I have no clue. Maybe you can enlighten me because I, I, I don't know what that is. Never knew it and never wanted to understand it, though. That's. I come from both a third world immigrant and an American-centric perspective, because I've lived there long enough. And I've lived all over Asia and, and in the U.S., both East Coast and West Coast. I would say even in 2017, when my mom broke her femur and I had to care for her, and I was in the Philippines, I would watch YouTube and news going... These Americans are loopy and fucked up. My God. You know, and then one thing I did notice was even though with the youth, I'm talking Gen Zers and millennials, there is still that accepted, though deemed or perceptibly on my end, seemed peaceful acceptance of certain gender roles. Classic example. Guys bring home the bacon. Women maintain the household. So if the house is great, the women uh, are applauded. If the kids are disciplined, primarily I want to say 80-20, 80% to the, to the mom. Because that mom raised those kids what? Accepted and applauded. But for some reason when I went here to the U.S., it felt like people... Do not handle having a microphone or having a, uh, a method of expressing themselves, whether if it's, hey, I'm a woman, I'm beautiful, I'm free. But what I'm saying is nonsensical, kind of like a Jada Pinkett Smith, you know, uh, who would put down her husband. But at the same time, then then a man would revert to being like, oh, I'm lazy, man. I'm just I'm lazy. I'm, I'd rather my girl just make the money. I'd rather the girl just make the money. And I'll, I'll, I'll randomly show you a video of this comedy troupe that they touch on that. So for me, it's just different places, different worlds. It, it doesn't bring unison of thought, which is, again, my admitted failure. It really is. And, and, and that's why I'm giving you this garish, non-settled answer. It's just the worlds are so divided still. Like a Filipino or a Chinese person from Arcadia thinks different than a Chinese person who lives in West L.A. Those are two different train of thoughts. 
right? Same no, thing with someone no. from the San Fernando Valley versus Riverside, mm-hmm. the IE. Those are two completely different thoughts. So I, I'm just relearning, Erica, mm-hmm. in admission of failure to see it, that we're just so more divided because of the internet instead of unified. Well, look what we just had. Um, and I brought this up because I, I wanted to write this up. Great job, we by just, the way. We just had the confirmation hearings for the, the justice, right, for the Supreme Court justice. And there was a lady, her name was Senator Marsha Blackburn, a Republican from Tennessee. She came out and asked this question, which blew me away. I thought, you can't even ask this a question in a job interview. And this is what this is, a job interview. She was asking her a specific gender question, what makes a woman a woman? What the hell? What do you mean what makes a woman a woman? Why are you asking a question like that? Today, another woman asking another woman. This is happening in our society. And this is like, um, they call it, I call it, they, they throw it out there to red meat certain groups that just thrive on this. Like, yeah, I'm a man, I'm a man, which is another point I'll bring up in a second. Sure. With Tucker Carlson, right? Um, he, which I'm 50-50 on his V's. Well, he, he's got something out here. <laughs> Let me just read this to you. It's, it's, I, I was shocked by this, too. But this is what he does. This is how they make their money. I'm not sure if they really believe it, but that's what they do. So he was um, a person. He's got something, a show out there right now. There's a clip. It's called 2001 A Space Odyssey. Shows muscular young white men wrestling shirtless, <laughs> milking cows, preparing a barbecue, doing push-ups, and drinking what appears to be raw eggs. Chopping wood, carrying tractor tires. This is all these bare, uh, bare-chested men, and he's basically going out there saying, um, you know, where are the men? Where are the real men? Because we, you know, we used to be out there strong, and you know, the 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 left or whatever group you want to call them are making us look like we're weak and we're not. Where are the real men? And it's just, it's, I'm baffled. I'm sitting here. I'm going, what do you mean, where are the real men? What the hell are you talking about? Because, Charles, I don't know what he's talking about. My perspective on men has nothing to do with them being able to lift 200, 300-pound bench press or anything like that. Sure. Making money. That's not my idea of a man. I don't even sit there and think about what the requirements are, are of a man. And maybe men think of that with women. I don't know. I just know I don't have that perspective, never have. But I've been dealing with all my life the certain role that you are supposed to play, and I don't fit that. Do you fit that? I used to. I used to be a caveman. <laughs> I used to be like, look, I'm going to work two, three jobs. You're not going to complain. If a kid wants a remote control car, God, I just dated myself. <laughs> We're not getting it because we can't afford it. It's just because this kid needs discipline. If you want to have bone-in ribeye, we're going to have it, but we're not going to have it if because we're watching for our health. You know, that, that was my thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely my thing. My mom did, did not have a high amount of education, barely finished high school. Did not finish high school, Sorry. And my dad brought home the money and he was in a dominant position. And that's what I learned. But now that 
I hate to say this again on the pod. I'm caring for my brother and mom. I'll let me just condense it. I'm just like, how am I going to bring home the bacon if I'm trying to keep these two alive? Yeah. So now I have to be what would be per- perceived as a subservient role because the woman that I'm going to have to be with, you better have your financial shit together because I'm still digging myself out of a hole. And thank God after two years, both their health is improving, meaning my brother and mom, but this is not like a short-term thing. We're mm-hmm. headed to the final chapter, then freedom to Charles. So it's changed quite a bit. And it, it was already changing when I dated someone, long story short. she I met her in the Philippines. Turned out she lived in Culver City in Thousand Oaks because she was a partner for a law firm. Made 300 grand. And I was making probably no more than like 140K. So well under half of what she makes. And I try to compete with her. Like, we're going to have this kind of dinner. We're going to have this kind of thing. We're going to go out. And in her eyes, it's like, can you afford this? You know? And it's like, <laughs> oh, my dick just got smaller. It, it, I mean, I wanted to go on this phase of like, I'm going to date someone strong. But in, in the beginning phase of that, I didn't. No, the middle phase, the second trimester of that, I didn't like it because it was. She was like, "Dude, I got it." Because I date, dated someone lower in the income stream, and we would fly to Vegas, stay for two nights, three days, and fly back. And she was impressed with that. But really, it's like, dude, I don't have any kids. I work two jobs, so that's completely affordable. But to her, because she was five years younger, I was in my early thirties. No late 20s, to her, it was impressive. But someone who's who's a partner, like, you sure you got this? Because I got this. Mm-hmm. And it was tough. And that has to do with being raised in my generation. You know, I'm a 75er, a Gen Xer. So it was still man, lead, with money, woman, raise family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's where I'm still adjusting, but I, I have accepted it. So you think that is basically for our generation? You don't think that pertains to the younger generation right now? I mean, I look at I look at Instagram and TikTok videos, or sometimes you'll look at the celebrities that are younger, much younger, and some of them, um, you know, the women they look for. And I know personally uh, on some of my friends' side, they have younger kids. They look for the women, look for people that have money because they see it. Sure. Right? And they're like, oh, I want that lifestyle. So I'm going to look for a man that has that money. So to me, that perception is, is still, it still, hasn't changed. still hasn't changed that much. It's, it's kind of changing. You see some really strong commercials. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But that does not mean that's change. It's just showing something that hopefully people will get the idea. But there have to be steps. There have to be ways and and they are it's starting and starting to move over there a little bit more like equal pay for example for women right um but it was ironic because like i said just this just happened with the supreme court this lady asking that question you have tucker carlson going out there making comments about what a man's supposed to be and we, we're still living in that age and you have that online right just have this battle online going yes i agree with that or no i don't agree with that but the question i have to ask and i have to ask you is how what 
what are the steps or what is it that uh, we can step back and say, how can we point a new generation to more opportunities and showing them, hey, this is an equal playing field, right? This means that there's an opportunity for everyone. It's not based on your gender because the gender identity has even changed rapidly. The pronouns have changed with people rapidly and people self-identify with different pronouns, right? So when do we integrate that and I know business is starting to do that. We do it at my job. They have training actually in our HR for this, but that still does not change the overall blanket, I'll call it, in, our, in, in the United States at least, as far as how we see a man and a woman. And this particular video that you have, that clip that you're going to share with us, um, is a start. I mean, it, it was a really interesting video. I really liked it, and I, I, I'm sure that... Once you find it, yeah, it's there. Um, people really, really can relate to this, especially as kids. We, we went through that, and I'm sure people can relate to this day as young kids. Well, I'm going to go ahead and edit this out. It, it skipped to the next video. Oh, okay, yeah. because But, yeah, it's, um, Charles, it, it, it's, a, it's an interesting area, and it's funny, and I'll just tell you this quick story. Yesterday I met with a friend of mine, and a couple of days ago, and it was just ironic. I told her I went to Catholic school for my, you know, when I was a kid. But one thing I remember, I remember asking my mother as a kid, uh, how come men are priests and women are nuns? How come I can't be a priest? That was my question. And she says, well, God ordained it that way. That's the how way. How old were you when you I passes? was about six or seven. Okay. And I was curious as to why is a man only the one who could be a priest at that age? Because I, I saw that, I'm like, how come there, <laughs> I can't be that? No, you have to be a nun. If you want to serve God, you have to be a nun. Well, I don't want to be a nun. I want to be that. <laughs> I want to be a priest. Well, you can't because God said you can't. No, that was man interpreting two people through a religion saying, oh, no, only men can because we're ordained that way. Interesting because I just saw priests and nun is like male, female. That's just the label. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but but yeah, you know, I, I get it. But back to this video. Actually, I'm not going to edit it because I'm not trying to portray like we're, we're spot on sometimes. Um, this is a video that was shot at a UK uh, grade school system um, in 2016. And it really is um, quite moving as far as for the sense of how children perceive occupation. You know, but... Like we were saying in pre-prep, I wonder how they were all groomed yeah. to think like this. Yeah. But to a certain sample size, you're never going to know, right? But, but it's safe to say this is a societal placement in their head. So um, really, re really great video. So we'll, Eric and I will do a play-by-play. -play. draw people doing different jobs. And the first job we're going to draw is a firefighter. Have a think in your head what a firefighter looks like. What's your firefighter called? Mine's called Firefighter Gary. Firefighter Stan. Firefighter Simon. He's big and strong. He's got a big helmet on. Male centric. That's brilliant, isn't it? Next, we're going to draw a surgeon. Have you thought of a name for your surgeon? Jim Bob. Jim Bob. He's a brain surgeon. I think he would wear a He gives you medicine. That's his ambulance. Okay, next. 
Jim Bob's a terrible name, by the way. <laughs> Jim Bob. I'm more wasn't pissed off from, at that kid. Wasn't that from the Waltons? <laughs> Jim Bob. We're going to draw Dating a myself. fighter pilot. Yes. This is his jet plane. He rescues people. His. He likes to do stunts in the air and stuff. Mm. Okay, now who would like to meet these people for real? Yeah! So this is the great part mm. because when I saw this for the first time, which is when I sent it mm -hmm. to you, I was just like, how on the nose, but how or how surprising is this video going to be? With anyone, you know, that can figure something out, it's about gender roles. Mm -hmm. So, but they really presented this in a good way. So first comes in the female surgeon. And they're all gasping and just look surprised. My name's Interesting, the one that said fake, they're dressed up. Mm -hmm. Is it mixed child? Yeah. <laughs> God knows the layers of, of complexities that she's going through of mixed heritage in the UK. But on top of it, what is she using? Fake? Where is she getting that from? Fake news. There we go. At that it, age. It, it, it's all penchants and sayings on the internet. Yeah. I'm Zen and I'm a surgeon in the NHS. My name's Lauren and I'm a pilot in the Royal Air Force. My name's Lucy. I'm a firefighter in the London Fire Brigade. Of course, the ethnic one is a firefighter. <laughs> God damn. They couldn't pick, like, a someone lighter-skinned. <laughs> God. Sorry, we're just, I'm just messing around. So, so who wants to know how to do an operation? Who's putting it on? I'm trying my stethoscope. Oh, we put this in here. There you go. No, you're proper fighter pilot. So into your ears. Can you hear that? Yeah. It's really good. It's much better, yeah, it's much better than the kids one. So it says 61 pictures were drawn as men and five were drawn as women. I'm even shocked five were I'm drawn too. as women. I'm too. I'm I thought be, it would have been a clean slate. I'd be curious as to who the what kids drew the five women and asked them the question. What made you think... Besides, you know, I, I would be curious because, I mean, this is this is a young age, what, six or seven years old? Five, six, seven? Yeah. Five through seven, yeah. Five through seven. So there's your answer to the question, how do we start changing? I think it starts with the youth. Yeah, that's what I mentioned when the, the story I was just telling you. When I was a kid, the same thing. I was six or seven years old asking the question, why can he be a priest and why can't I be a priest? It, and yes. It's the same thing because you're seeing a man up there. Why can't it be a woman? And not to be contrarian, I just thought it was, just, it's like labeling man, woman. I didn't overthink yeah. it that way. But I, I know what you're saying because then why have a different name? Why can it be a male priest, female priest? That's kind of like what you're intonating, right? Yeah, and it goes to also to questions like, well, why does it have to be a male god? Mm. Why is he male? You didn't like deities? I didn't like, like it being a male. I didn't understand that as a kid. It just didn't make sense to me. Uh, For Kids are simple, right? They really, they're not as complex. They just look at it and they ask the question, well, that doesn't look right. Why? Sure. Why is the water wet? I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. But that's how they think. I, I think a lot of my thinking is because, like, living in New York, Singapore, Philippines, L.A., it's such a di diverse, like, background. And I was in Spain from age three to six. So I only have pictures in my head. There's very little to remember for age three to six. But for me, I just interpreted, oh, actor, actress. It's just 
yeah, a label. There you go. It, it yeah, really is yeah. just a label. But because you were in the U.S., I think my acceptance is seeing like, oh, Singaporeans have Malaysians, Chinese, and East Indians. Dot Indians for the racists out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Philippines is like this. New York is so different from L.A., especially in the 80s. New Yorkers do this. Angelinos Angelinos drive. Mm-hmm. New Yorkers walk and take the subway. So maybe that 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 was more my acceptance to my perception of of gender roles or even just labels. And you think they're based? They're basically taught to us, right? I mean, through a thousand percent through images, through parents, through um, commercial commercials, TV. Um, books. I'm sure. I'm certain of books. I got to tell you another story quickly. Um, sure. Good friend of the family's was a monsignor, as a priest. We have. A, I have a Catholic background. If you haven't noticed by now, <laughs> right? And I remember I would. Uh, I was at his house and I saw a picture when he was about. He was about three or four years old, and he looked like a woman. He was dressed in a dress. He was born in 1922. He had the curls in his hair. And I'm like, why does he look like a woman? And I asked him, I said, I, I said, Father, I'm just curious, why are you dressed that way? And he says, that's how they used to dress everyone. All the males were dressed in dresses, white dresses, and they had curls in their hair. It was not uh, a boy or girl thing. That's how they dressed the children, boys and girls. And one of the reasons, of course, for the dresses, it made it easier to clean their diapers. You just pulled the dress up and change your diapers. The white dress had to do with because they, they could bleach it easier because they're messy. <laughs> you know, they spill stuff, right? But the, but the, the gender, uh, it wasn't that, oh, why is a boy dressed in a, in a dress? It was that's the way it was then. And that's 1922. So something happened between um, 1922 until today, right? Where you even have the identity of pink and blue. Boy, blue, girl, pink. And that has to do with our our. I'll call a manufacturing department, realizing, hey, we can sell. We can sell more stuff. If we, if we label it this way, we make men with wearing blue, women can wear the pink, and that's how we identify, again, identify male versus female. Well, we're in 2022. What if you don't identify as male or female? See, that's tough because my... I, I know what you're saying. I, I agree with you, but what would be then we would have to get Superman from the DC universe and I don't know which representative from the Marvel universe to get together and go, okay, society, green is neutral. Yellow is for gay men. Well, you can see now that men are wearing pink. Right, and they still kind of some people. I call kind of it make, salmon, just so okay. I can still sound like a man. <laughs> See, there you See go, that? salmon, right there, because it's it's instilled, it's been built in us that that's oh that why are you wearing pink, dude? You know, are you, are you? They'll assume that you're something else. I like the color pink. Why can't I wear pink? What I'm saying is, we have a culture, right, where we are taught how to identify and say, well, that's a woman. Just as we went through, that's a woman and that's a, a man. The, the challenge comes not through just a podcast or through YouTube the channel, or TV. The challenge comes is when do we decide as a society to move away and start recognizing people as human beings? Is that when aliens come visit us and then we realize, oh, we're human beings? I think it'll be too late if yeah. that actually happened. Yeah. It'll be too fucking late. Like, you know, let's bring up 
some humor to it because I don't want people to think that you and I aren't. Oh no no no! Aren't aren't? Um, I like your dress. <laughs> yeah, if it's they could only dress. see me, it's so fucking Instagram worthy. What I'm wearing right now, shit. Um, but yeah, here's Angela Johnson, right? And she's the breadwinner, or I assume the breadwinner, just because if you're a stand-up comic, you make more bread because it's entertainment. Maybe for all I care, the man makes more money. But she intonates like their, or specifically tells the, the their roles in a subhumorous manner. In our house, our roles are kind of reversed, and we're okay with that. We are okay with that. Like, whatever works for you in your relationship, do that. You know what I mean? Like, do what works. For us, our roles are a little flippy floppy, you know? Like, I can bring home the bacon. I'm just not allowed to cook it. What do you think she means by that automatically? <laughs> like, like I, I took it as like, Yo, I ain't cooking. That's that's your your gig. Yes, that's that's how I, that's how I took it too. Okay, 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 cool. Yeah. Got you, girl. <laughs> My husband loves to go shopping. I love to sit outside the store with the rest of the husbands. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> He's super. Wait, is your boyfriend like a a shop? Well, you know, freak? yes, he shops a lot more than I do. It's just like, okay, we'll go, we'll go over to Marshalls, we'll go over to you know. Burlington Coat Factory outlets and stuff. I, I go because we he likes to go. And I'm, but he, he he likes to shop, and I just like I'd rather not shop, but I go with him. I don't I'm, tell him that. <laughs> I, I've, as I've aged, I'm good with like a place like Uniqlo, where you mm -hmm. don't see the brand label. Mm -hmm. Plain black tees is like I'm wearing plain plain uh, uh, cotton pants. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. You're sexy and fashionable. Lots of people think I'm a lesbian. <laughs> Not even the lipstick kind. <laughs> Just regular lesbian. Girls will flirt with my husband right in front of me. Because they think I'm his gay little buddy. <laughs> she does carry herself a little bit uh -huh. like that, though. Like, very, like, friendly homegirl friend. You know, at least... For, for this video. Yeah. Go on. I'll okay. talk. I'll touch reason. Yeah. They're like, oh, where are you from? Uh, he's from my house. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I do too. <laughs> my husband has a beautiful afro. So girls are always like, oh, can I feel your hair? Uh, you could feel my fist. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, That's I, funny. I, I like Angela Johnson. She's known for that, which maybe we'll play one of these days, uh, like the Vietnamese hair nail salon mm -hmm. bit. Have you ever no. seen her? Mm -mm. I don't know. It's sad that maybe we'll talk about comedy on another episode, how context is gone and there's no room for oh, people yeah. to to enjoy yeah. a topic mm -hmm. with wit. Yeah. But I, I love that bit and that segment of that bit. Right there, yeah. you know. I, I think it's it's cool because I mean, what what am I gonna do? I'm putting myself in that dude's shoes, and you can extrapolate whatever whatever position you you have from here. But I'm putting myself in that in his shoes, and it's like, dude, if I love this this pretty badass bitch, I just love her. So I'm I'm with this girl. Yeah. So there's nothing else I can do, and you have to accept that your life 
is content for stand-up comedians. Mm -hmm. And and maybe some people might be like, dude, ain't no woman's going to be talking about my life. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right? But for me, it's like, that's where either I'm completely exhausted at my age or I've just accepted it. Which I think I've just accepted it that that's the situation. Well, it's amazing to me that you have to constantly defend um, who you love, why you love them. That's a question like like she's talking about right there. She's saying, you know, um, I'm in, you know, I'm the breadwinner. Basically, I'm the breadwinner in my in my current situation. I make more than than my partner, mm-hmm. and it's not about me being more powerful. I think it just comes down: Are you comfortable in, with who you are? Why would you have to feel less if somebody else is making more money? I grew up in a household where my dad was the breadwinner. Same thing. We had that, right? And I remember as a kid, I used to watch my mom, and it was like, we never got money. We never had allowance or anything like that. But it was always this dependency on him to give, like, please give us some money so we can buy some food kind of thing or some shoes for at least for the school You're talking about needs, not ancillary stuff. Just needs, basic, (laughs) basic human needs, right? And it felt terrible to be in that situation i remember watching my mom because it was that same situation she had a budget really tight uh to to afford food for us and i thought as a kid growing up again just thinking like i never ever want to be in that situation where i think i have to owe him money back because he gave me money because he's the breadwinner or feel like i that i that i have to be in that position where please will you give me some money so i can buy some clothes or some food for the kid oh hell no no, 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 no. So when she's talking about that, I think people, again, this comes to, to uh, 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 an awakening with, within groups of people to understand it's not about what you have. It's about understanding, are you comfortable of who you are? Because you don't have to, d- to defend that you're a man or a woman, that you make money. You don't have to defend that if you are coming from that core. And I assume you don't carry yourself as, as the breadwinner, right? You know, there's a feeling no. in an something uh, within the aura of a couple, right? You can just tell sometimes. But you don't like, one more zero on my paycheck. No, no, no. why would I? Okay. What do I gain from that? Humiliate well, the per- my partner? Yeah. Oh, that's what it comes down to, right? And if I love the person, and that's my way of showing my love, That's that to me takes away and it destroys relationships, I think. But if you, like I said, I, I just, I'm curious about you because you said you wanted to be the breadwinner and that changed when your situation happened. It was already changing. I made a mistake. It was already changing like five years before all this okay. happened. Okay, and that was because what was changing it? What was making you move to being more open? It was weird. Um, I punch up and date hot girls. You don't see the ones on Instagram the, the fat, ugly ones that are just for sex or the busted up face ones with the nice body that I charmed the Charles, shit out of. Man. The only ones I, 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 I would post is like, man, look at oh, this, look God. at this champion fish. <laughs> look at my trophy here. You see this? Yeah, yeah. Look at this. Look, look how heavy I can't even carry it with one hand. <laughs> this took like two fishing poles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look okay. at this fish. Okay. Um, but for some reason I started dating really pretty girls that were codependent because I was codependent and codependent women. Ah, mirror. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I had the finance. And then 
I would lose interest after like once the two year hit mark, it felt like a five year mark. It wasn't abusive towards each other. We weren't abusing each other, but it was just so like that's when I would start cheating on them after like nine months, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's like. Because I can. Why does a dog lick his balls? Mm. Because he can. can. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. And I started feeling, I wouldn't say empty, but I started feeling like this is not life. It's not. Yeah. You know? And I just felt it started feeling like it was a mistake. But with guys, the important thing is the crotch gets taken care of, the physical intimacy. So it ma- it delays the adjustment. Mm-hmm. Because with, at least from what I perceive, I'm not sure if this is, is, but at least with these girls, who are all fucked up, by the way, they were all molested or raped or sexually abused. The real pretty ones, all of them were. Mm-hmm. All of them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, it wasn't even funny. It's like, is this like my dice that you give me, God? Yeah, yeah. Um, they liked someone who took control. Mm-hmm. Mm. They wanted someone with direction. You know, which I think, it, you know, to be fair, most women like men with a sense of direction. No. Really? No, no, not most women. I mean, it depends on your circle. Mm. I, I, I'd have to challenge you on that because it's like... Um, they want them to be putzes and be like uh, beta males? No, I, it, some relationships I used to, I had, right, in my past, right? Uh, some of the men would always say, like, I act like a dude. I like hanging out with you because you act like a dude. You like the Three Stooges. Well, yeah, who doesn't? Well, women don't like that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yes, uh, I, I like it. What does that make me, a dude? You know, and I'm like, no. And and I, I that used to always baffle me. And I used to step back from that thinking. And that made me question me. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Maybe maybe I'm not a woman. And maybe I'm really a man trapped in this body. No. No. I just liked the Three Stooges. I like to have fun with men. I don't like to feel like I have to wear a stupid dress. Because I, I don't wear dresses. And when I do, it's very rare occasions. Never wanted that. That was not part of what I wanted to That's be. That's true. I've never seen you wear a dress no. from school, <laughs> no. from You'll never see me hitting wear a dress. up the home studio. Nope. Ah, interesting. So, anyways, I, I just, these women that I dated were just like, dude, he, he takes charge. And they liked it. They you, liked it. They you, loved it. You were looking for women like that, weren't you? That was the yeah. partner, lawyer. Ah, okay. Okay. And then my adjustment to that was like, oh shit, I, I, I'm trying to match this chick's lifestyle. It wasn't even trying to tit for tat immaturely. It's just she belongs, put it this way, she, she's like, yeah, I'm used to dating guys who made half a million to a million bucks. She didn't say that in a trite condescending way, but it was just like, you know, I was like the fun semi-hipster though I don't know any hipsters that actually earned their own money Mm -hmm. but it was like the fun guy you know because she dated a surgeon Mm. okay she dated someone who owned two medical buildings Mm. lots of money and then I would take her to downtown LA we'd go to Little Tokyo the Arts Brewery it was a different world for her it was so different it was so different we'd go to like uh, 
what was labeled neo soul mm-hmm. jazz shows <laughs> like very Love hip that. minorities dresses like the dave Chappelle show crowd yeah you know yeah, and yeah. she was like half filipino half white but raised in a very uh thousand oaks oxnard methodology right so it was like so new to her she was like i always was in culver city never went to downtown unless if it was for an arbitration maybe yeah, but hmm. never got to see like the beauty of of the flavor of downtown. Yeah. So so yeah, that that's when it started changing. And I go, maybe I haven't found myself. It's kind of like with people who are like seventy to a hundred right now. If they make it to a hundred, they were so patterned into one way, and that was it. The ability to change was not there. But people in their sixties to their early 40s, what I've seen because of podcasting, NPRs, how I built this. Yeah. Uh, I've seen people now change that would have never changed if they were like the silent generation. Yeah. You well, know, is that which is tying back to the previous point where I thought things would change. Because that show, how I built this, and all these motivational speaking that you see really Help me mm-hmm. go like, dude, you should go for that radio, radio thing that you like. Yeah. 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 You know, so that, that's where I thought, but apparently not, like I said, in, in, in admittance. So that's my long witted answer <laughs> to when, when I started changing, it, it was a feeling. It wasn't like a hammer, a yeah. lightning bolt moment. It, yeah. it was just a creeping feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. I, probably a really good way to go and, and be open to that because that's a gradual uh, approach, like, you know, the frog being boiled in water and stuff like that, the gradual approach. I just find it fascinating that we live, again, in 2022, and we're still having these discussions with people trying to label them, put them in a, in a box and saying, okay, you should act this way, you should behave this way. Women are still taught that. Men are still taught that as little boys, little girls. You see it all the time, and it's it's um, it's not it's not just it's not the point that they're not going to um, develop and hopefully one day realize themselves. This is not the direction I want to go because eventually, you do come to that conclusion. Many people do. Many people don't. Many people will stay in that world and feel comfortable because it's a comfort area. People don't want to feel uncomfortable. Are they not self aware? Right? Self-awareness makes you uncomfortable, right? Because that's what it comes down to. If you want to grow and develop. When I was a kid and I had growing pains, literally in my legs, my legs were killing me. I could feel it. Those are growing pains, right? Same thing if you have to change or you're opening up to to branch out your, your way of thinking. And this one way that, like I said, it's changing. And I know the younger generation sees that because they are a part of it and they're trying to make that movement for people. And even people our age shouldn't just sit there and say, oh, you know, I'm stuck this way. This is the way I'm going to always be. There's so much more on the other side the way I look at it. So we came up with two solutions for our listeners. One is change it while the kids are young, right? Right. Fundamentally. Yeah. The second one is we're talking about people of our age group Hopefully you you realize, act on it, and just be okay with realizing, hey, I do need to change. So that's our second solution for our listeners, so that we're not just ramblers. No, it gives you an opportunity to stop and 
reflect to think about, you know, the points that we're trying to make and, and, and open, you know, discussions here to make you sit there quietly and think about it. Right. And what I like, especially during our KVCM times, is our light-hearted, off-mic conversations <laughs> when we'd see each other in the mm-hmm. hall. So I want to add more context to this gender role. I didn't want to share this yet. Oh. I, wanted, I wanted you to see it. But we're like okay. two... Two of the same people because yeah, yeah. you you did your outside research. Mm-hmm. So this this is uh, an episode I wanted to share. Um, it's from Curvy Enthusiasm. It's my number one show <laughs> ever in the show. world. I love it. Larry um, David. For me, Larry is the most persecuted, correct person presented in the wrong tense. That's my <laughs> opinion, opinion of Larry David. So... This is an episode where Larry David is dating a single mom. Okay. <laughs> and there are gender gender identity issues with the kid. Let okay. me just leave it at that. So, um Oh. Hi. Hi. My name is Greg. Is it? <laughs> yes. My name is Larry. Hi. A great pleasure to meet you. Oh, thank you. Well, you're very welcome. So. At this point, do you think he's acting feminine already? I'm thinking he's he, still neutral. No, still neutral. And the okay. reason why is because it looks like he, like back in the 50s, you know, hi, you introduce yourself, shake hands, you're dressed well, your shirt's tucked in, and you're being very pleasant. He's wearing khaki shorts yeah. and like this patterned poplin shirt, right? Mm-hmm. And then dumb fuck Larry over here, as the kid will, uh, It'll present itself in, in, in the episode of what he's doodling on the magazine. What are you drawing? Oh, I'm just doodling. That's a Hitler mustache. That's Hitler hair. What's a Hitler? Oh, Hitler was a bad man. A bad man? Very bad man. Oh, my God. Yes, he started a war. He, oh. he, didn't, he didn't really care for Jews. He thought they were a bit much. And, and for the listening audience, Larry David is Jewish, by yes. the way. Oh, I would kick his butt. All right, so he made like those dance hands. The dance hands, ah, the jazz would, hands coming out. Yeah. I would kick his butt. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, I'm right, all right, this kid's a little light on his feet. You. Yes. Good for you. What's that? What are you watching in there? Project Runway. <laughs> Good show. And what do you like about it? The fashion. It's like the best show ever. You like fashion? Yes, I do. Hmm. He does like a pageant Ooh, pose, what's one that hand on right it. there. Oh, that's called a uh, swastika. I like how the lines just go straight and then up and down and straight and then up and down. It's beautiful. My birthday's coming up in a week, so can you get me one? A swastika? Yeah. I, I don't know, Greg. I'll have to think about that. They should start selling them in every gift shop in New York City. Yeah, I don't think Jews would like that. <laughs> get a life, Jews. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is your mom ready? Okay, sweetie, Nana's waiting for you. So oh, let's establish goodness. this because we're halfway, or almost halfway done. So Larry does say that Hitler's a bad person. Mm-hmm. And I knew this because of living in the Philippines where were a bunch of Korean immigrants. The swastika was a religious sect. In Egyptian time? In in several yeah different different right. time periods yeah I yeah. do believe it was um, India from what I first di- mm-hmm. discovered but 
I don't. It, I, it could be Egyptian I, for all I care. But but I was told by like these Korean ministers. Oh no, this is a a, a sign of like equality and function and flow. Hmm. So I didn't know that. I, I did not know that. I I mean until like I was like eleven. I'm gonna give you a bath, okay? Okay. Take a care of her. <laughs> <laughs> so without seeing that, that's pretty feminine. He's something else, isn't he? That's an understatement. <laughs> Larry brought you something for your birthday. Greg! I'm so excited. Happy birthday! <laughs> oh my God, let me check. What is it? What is it? What is it? It's a sewing machine. It's a sewing machine. Oh. <laughs> it's a sewing machine! Oh my god, I'm gonna make the Gantha Wing costume, me St. Louis, the Wizard of Oz. You're gonna make the Wizard of Oz costume? Yes! Which one? Dorothy. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, Larry. You're welcome, Greg. <laughs> Look at A this. A sewing machine? Yeah, he loved it. <laughs> what, are you trying to turn him gay? <laughs> Isn't that hey, eyebrow? So here's the thing. Isn't that mom not in denial? That in that episode, denial. Yes. A thousand percent, yes, right? Like yes. it's just presented in a comical way. Yes. But I guess, you know, we don't have kids. You and I don't have kids. I guess that's just like a mother's love and denial. But that's that goes back to the societal stuff. Yeah. I have a boy, therefore he can't be gay mm-hmm. or like to want to sew. Yeah. 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 It, it's, you see something like that. And again, it comes down to where you train your children to act and there's, they suppress it. And eventually, you know, they come out who they are. Right. Uh, you know, I hesitate on playing the last part cause it's more just for comedic value than mm-hmm. context. You want to see it or? Yeah, I want to see it. I want okay. to see it. I want to see so it. this is more comedic value now. Got to see it. Okay, but we'll talk about the lasagna layers okay. behind it still. Hi, sweetie. Hey. Hi, look who's here. It's Larry. Hey, yeah, Greg. Oh, I like your bag. You too? <laughs> yeah, it's cool, it's isn't it? Yeah. Fringe. Yeah. Uh, they're in the park right now with Larry's date, the son, Greg, and Susie Esmond, who is Larry's manager's wife. Guess what? Yo, what? Larry got you a present to replace the sewing machine. I love my sewing machine. <laughs> what? See? I love my sewing machine. Oh, he loves his sewing machine. <laughs> and I made something for you, Susie. You made something for me? Oh, by the way, he likes the sewing He wants to keep it. You he made, made something? something for you? Yeah. <laughs> what is that, honey? I made you a pillow sham. A oh, pillow sham. Yeah. He made you a pillow oh sham. You made Look at this. Really oh. nice stitch. This kid. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where did you learn about this symbol? Larry taught me how to make a swastika. <laughs> he wrote on a piece of paper. He was doing like Greg. this evil man no, I- who hated Jews. What was his name again, Larry? Hitler. Hitler. Yeah, Hitler. Larry taught you how to no, make this. You I, taught no, him was, how to I make a swastika. Not, I was <laughs> That's so difficult. <laughs> what he does? Oh my god! I the, love this guy, d- dude. I, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's like. I like how they do this intense mm-hmm. play mm-hmm. of I'm really doing the right thing. But in this case, he said, you know, the association of Hitler and the swastika was bad. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, but he didn't finish talking about the swastika. 
if you notice. Because the mom came yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. But, you know, that's kind of like the whole thing about like where I feel like things are traversing and matriculating and changing with gender roles. Mm-hmm. But like what, to compliment your point, it's like, well, some of us just don't change. It's like that mom. Mm-hmm. She probably still viewed being gay as bad. Well, yeah. How many people do that to this day? And you still have, again, the conversation of, well, no, 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 we'll put you in a special school, we'll put you in a special place, and you'll learn that that's not your role, that no, no. And, but it always comes out. Right. You, can't, you really can't suppress it. It just, you can't, it's that person, and they're going to come out. You know, we could do like a whole season on just gender roles, because we're still like in this nebulous general pit. We're not even... On like sister, brother, sibling, one becomes a lesbian, one becomes a male gay. You know, it's just, there, there's so much depth to like gender roles, right? And and people changing. Because I still have an issue, which maybe we can record for another time, is on like, dude, are you really non-binary? Are you really, you're too young. Like, there's so many stories. There's like three major stories in the Philippines mm. where someone, a, a male at the age of 16, decided to become a female. Mm-hmm. At the age of 22, regretted it. Okay. There's like two, three stories like that. Yeah. So, I want to save it for another episode. We have to, a- because that's another, that would be a great discussion, because it comes down to, again, um, e- even if you regret, you regret lots of things, just besides changing your, well, that would be a big, big thing to face if you did that you actually went through the physical surgery right right but um we have to discuss this because this is something like i said you just don't know i don't know what non-binary really means i know i've heard it i've i know somebody who calls themselves that they even have have it on applications now online i'm not sure if you it says non-conforming and it's a, my God. Me, yes. And, and then, of course, this is choose not to disclose. I always do that. I'm like, why are you even asking? I know some people feel more comfortable with that. Well, why are you even asking? I, if you have to ask, I'm not going to tell. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. And my issue with like this whole, oh, I'm sapiosexual. I tell people just leave room for it to be a phase also. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be the hammer like, I'm sapio. Maybe you just like chicks for, from age 22 to 26. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you just like chicks for a year because you, you were dating the wrong guys. I'm not saying change. I'm saying leave room for change. It's not always like a mallet like, I am bi. Well, maybe years later you might be full-blown gay. Mm-hmm. Or you might be full-blown hetero. So that, I mean, that's another topic. Yeah, it, it definitely, it, it deserves its own show because you can go into things like even when people are in prison, oh, I'm not gay, I just let the guy suck my dick or like getting fucked and that's, you know. Right. Because that's the way it is in there. But I come back out and I'm still fucking women. Erica, okay. <laughs> oh, 30 more seconds on my end. I had a buddy who went to Thailand and got his dick sucked by a transsexual they never got naked. Mm-hmm. But he's like, dude. I mean, he's he's straight. Mm-hmm. Still straight. He's like, dude, when a guy sucks your dick, they really know how to make you nut. Because they know what to do. Exactly. Right? 
And he was like embarrassed. <laughs> but this guy is like so charming, wealthy, good looking, though he was broke as fuck at that time. He was so confident in himself. He's like, yeah, dude. Uh, transsexual suck my dick. Yeah. And it was bomb. Yeah. But he openly admits it because yeah. he's so confident. Because he's comfortable with who he is. And exactly. You don't, you don't have to sit there in that little box and say, well, I'm this, I'm not, I'm not this, I'm not that. That's what it comes down to for anybody. And it shouldn't really be about a, about a label. It should be about just being having the human experience, the way I look at it. You're having a human experience. People call it a spiritual experience. Whatever. You're just a human being. Right. That's it. I would never admit that, by the way. You're a human being? On this being? show. No. <laughs> Charles if, is if, not if, human, if, you guys. If I ever went to Pattaya, Thailand, and a perceived chick who turned out to have a dick... Blew me. What if you didn't see the dick? Well, then I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Maybe you had that experience and you don't know. He found out, by the way, because this person had a short skirt mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and was getting erect from... <laughs> okay. I see. And thank God, he's like, thank God I saw it when I was done. Yeah. Because if he would have seen it, he, he's not the type to beat up someone or anything, but he, he would have been turned off. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm answering that for him. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's it's again we have to we do have to explore this because I want to talk to you next time about uh, how do you feel when you see a man kiss another man, or you know I'm comfortable uh, now and you're comfortable and when you see porn, can you see another man fuck another man? Are you okay with that? No, I don't. That that the dick is a noodle. Okay. <laughs> that that right. doesn't. It's not something like uh, you're looking at it just for. Mm, I never thought about that. Yeah. No. Oh. Okay. No. It, it's just <laughs> that's it. Uh, I will not subscribe to like, well, if you haven't tried it, don't knock it. I haven't tried eating shit. Yeah. <laughs> I never will. Yeah. Though there's used to be tons of videos of women eating oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, another episode with Charles and Erica on the Post Analog Podcast. Thank you. The Post Analog Podcast. Tune in for tradition, mental health, and conversation. For the Gen Xers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.